Welcome to the Innovation and Compliance Podcast, part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Join us every week as we talk with industry innovators who are making compliance to help business run more efficiently and at the end of the day, more profitably. Here's your host, Tom Fox. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back again for another episode in my five-part exploration on the intersection of innovation and supply chain risk management with James Gellert. James is the chairman and CEO of Rapid Rating International. Jim, first of all, welcome back and thank you again. Absolutely. Thanks, Tom. Jim, I wanted to ask you and really devote this episode to some of the challenges that you and your team are seeing in 2019. I would just say from a larger perspective, certainly the current political state of not only America, but really the rest of the world, supply chain, supply chain risk, and supply chain uncertainty seem to be one of the greatest business uncertainties. And given the increasing number of risks and complexities of both of these issues, how can or what does the financial health of your third party bring to bear for information for either the supply chain professional, the business professional, or the compliance professional? Well, that's a small question you've asked there, Tom. Uh, <laughs> I think financial, let's start with financial health. Financial health is a measure that allows people to understand who to work with, what companies to work with, based on how resilient those companies are and how well-positioned a company is relative to its global peers. Why that's important is that when people are aligning their suppliers and really lining up their supply chain to be the most resilient, it's important to recognize that suppliers need to be able to go through periods of market and industry volatility and be able to do that and come out on the other side still as a good supplier. And financial health and other elements that we provide in a financial health rating and analysis, such as the longer-term core health of a company, all that's really critical to understanding what the two- to three-year perspective is on a company as well as what the one-year perspective is. So our clients tend to try to align themselves with companies that have strong core health so they can be around and be trusted to be nimble and agile over the next handful of years while managing the shorter-term risks that a company may have. Obviously, one wants to avoid all risks, but you can't. So you've really got to be able to manage risk, and that's really what it's all about. I mean, at a time when there's a great deal more market volatility and problems coming down the road, that's only more important. So how does all of this volatility, both geopolitical and market, make it difficult to gain full risk visibility? Well, you can't manage the unknown. You can manage risks that can occur in unknown times. And when we're looking at a period right now where there's significant trade volatility, we've got big topics like Brexit that have this unknown element to it. Everyone knows that Brexit is extremely important for the companies that are affected in the UK and in Europe, but without a resolution on what the Brexit plan is going to be, no one really knows how much to plan, and that's affecting companies and the management of their supply chains in, in all sorts of ways. But we also look at the macro environment, and I think it's important for people to recognize that in over the last 10 years, we've been in this incredible credit market with artificially low interest rates 
and investors of all kinds kind of scrambling down the credit curve to find yield wherever they can. And that has really bolstered the low end of the credit market, meaning the weaker companies have had access to capital and been able to raise money at super inexpensive rates. As the market begins to change, as it already has, and you see more volatility in the market, higher interest rates, therefore higher costs of capital, you're going to see over the next couple of years companies unable to refinance the debt that they have so easily financed over the last few years. And that's going to cause a lot of problems because companies are going to, particularly private companies and smaller businesses, will have a harder time raising money. And that will affect their ability to expand and to just deliver on goods that they have obligations to deliver on. So in supply chains, all of this, the convergence of these factors are going to wreak havoc over the next, uh, let's call it three years, on uh, supply chain risk management and understanding which companies to align with and which ones not and which ones have the ability to survive and which ones won't is going to be critically, critically important. Jim, how does that specific concept relate to the, I wouldn't say it's an emerging risk anymore, but one of the largest risks that many companies are facing, which is in the cyber realm, a supply chain partner, a tiered partner somewhere down the tier who may be in less than robust financial health, cannot refinance, and then nefarious actors come and uh, breach through that tiered third party. How do you explain that to either the supply chain professional or the compliance professional? Well, so look, cyber risk is one of the hottest topics being discussed at board levels and all through the operational management of companies. And this is a topic area that gets a lot of attention when someone starts to work with a new supplier but it gets less attention in the continuous monitoring of those suppliers. So I think the compliance professional and the other risk professionals in the supply chain risk ecosystem for a company need to not only evaluate a business when it comes on board, but they've got to be able to look over time during the life cycle of working with a company on whether they're able to continue to invest in state-of-the-art information technology systems that will allow them to avoid those cyber risks or manage those cyber risks. And companies that are weakening in financial health have less flexibility to be able to invest in the other areas that or in areas that are going to protect or expose their customers and other counterparties to risk, cyber being one. And we've found more and more correlations between our financial health ratings and the weak companies that carry high financial health risk and their ability to deliver quality product, ability to deliver on time, their ability to invest in cybersecurity programs. And I think this really gets to a big topic, which is that risk factors, risk areas, they're all interconnected. They really need to be viewed as interconnected elements and not looked at as uh, separate topics and separate risks. So the more sophisticated risk management programs are evaluating them as connected risks and making sure that they've got programs in place to try to be able to spot problems before they exist. Back to topics we've talked about before in transparency, getting transparency and having the kind of relationship with suppliers to talk about these problems before they become 
crippling and to talk about them as they're just potentially emerging. So it's really about being proactive, but understanding that all this stuff is connected. Jim, one of the things that more mature compliance programs generally recognize is that due diligence, review of financial health, or other initial inquiry is simply a starting point. And it's a starting point for an ongoing relationship, an ongoing dialogue, ongoing monitoring. Companies with more mature compliance programs certainly understand that. In the supply chain realm, do you find that that sort of uh, level of sophistication as well, that really understanding this is just several steps in a process? So, yes, Tom, I think we're certainly seeing more and more companies embracing that. But it's not just about being able to identify those risks over time. It's being able to action the analytics and action the data that emerge from the risk management itself to be able to build a more cohesive risk management process. It's really about linking all of those through the business units of a company that may touch on the risk management of an individual supplier as well as the supply base as a whole. Jim, unfortunately, we're near the end of our time. Today, I've been visiting with James Geller. James is the chairman and CEO of Rapid Ratings International. I hope you will join us tomorrow for our final episode where we're really going to tie it all together in an episode that's going to focus on business unit efficiency and coordination. Jim, I look forward to continuing the conversation. Tom, me too. If you're a compliance professional looking for a convenient and effective way to fulfill your continuing education requirements, go to fcpacompliancereport.com slash courses and choose from four hour-long training packages that will keep you current. That's fcpacompliancereport.com slash courses.